What is good, everybody? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. So, got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, welcome to the Talking Sports with Manny um, channel. Welcome to Talking Commanders with Manny. Um, the Commanders win. Ugly win. Um, but a win is a win. I'm going to get into all this and more. I'm going to run my intro. And we're going to go ahead and get this thing on the pocket. First of all, I want to say that I appreciate you guys, both my YouTube family and both the Newsbreak family as well. Please subscribe. Please like. Please comment. Please share. Um, been picking up a lot of traction off late, and is glad. I'm glad to be back to consistent content, not both on YouTube, on uh, Apple, and as well as Newsbreak. So, Commanders win, man, twenty to sixteen, and we're gonna dissect all this and more. Uh, we're going to break this stuff down. Now, it was a game where it's the homecoming, right? The legends are there. RG3, Chad Bailey, and a lot of other legends are there, right? But then it's like Sam Howell's second start ever. But then again, it's it's the new ownership. It's the first home game. So it was a lot of emotions. It was, like, it was a roller coaster. It was like didn't really know how to feel. And to be honest, at, when the game started, I was upset at Sam Howell. I was. Um, he looked a little nervous, but it's like as the game went on, he got better and better and better. And I put up a post and I said, Sam Howell is looking like poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji. That's just how bad he was looking at the time. But of course, when the Washington fans love a player, they're going to love a player and they're going to come after his defense. And now, look, I had people coming after me, but I said what I said. I'm one of those fans that keep it real. If you're looking good, I'm going to give you credit. If you're looking bad, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let everybody know, hey, you're looking bad. And it just is what it is. So Sam Howell looked bad to start the game, uh, but he looked better as the game went on. You know, he made some good throws. He made some tight throws. The touchdown to uh, uh, Brian Robinson was magnificent. It was awesome, right? But then he made other plays where he threw that ball. I think he was going to Terry, and he hit the defender in the face, in, in the helmet. So there's... There's the ups and downs, and I expect that out of Sam Howell, but the only knock that I would say to Sam Howell's game would have been that I would have loved for him to get the ball out quicker, right? But then you can't because the offensive line was so, so bad. So we're going to dissect all this and more. Um, so for those of you guys that are going to be watching the replay, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what was your biggest takeaway from this game. And I guess for me, uh, not not a takeaway, but an a observation or a thought or a comment was, I expected this game to be a blowout, right? I was so excited that Colt McCoy was gone and, you know, the Cardinals are breaking up their team. They're getting younger. They're getting draft picks. So I was predicting a blowout. Not necessarily thinking that, hey, Sam Howell is still a rookie. He's a rookie. He has no NFL experience. Yes, you see the things in preseason, and, and, and it looks great. Game time reps is game time reps. Before we even dig in any further, shout out to the Arizona Cardinals. They came to FedEx, and they almost – they tried to get this win. They tried to get this win. It was a, it was a, a, 
a game where they gave up a lot of penalty yards. And that's how the commanders were able to move the ball was through penalty yards, right? But then on the flip side, these dudes came out there to hit you in the mouth. They wanted to let their presence be known. They're like, hey, we are here. We know everything that is going on. And at the end of the day, Arizona played tough. It was a good test for the commanders. And this will teach all commanders fans. Do not take any team for granted because this is NFL. It's any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, anybody can come out and win. Mike Brown, be quiet. The commanders got the win. A win is a win. I don't care what you got to say, okay? How did your Titans look? Exactly. Luckily for you, this is not the NFL show. I'll be doing the NFL show tomorrow, same time. We're going to talk about how bad and trash your Titans were. Back to the stream. Back to the stream. So, in Sam Howell, I saw good and I saw bad. I'm going to pull up the box score just to kind of give us some context. Uh, and then we're going to go through, break down some stuff. Uh, tons of players stepped up. Cam- Cameron Curl played a great game. He, he was flying all, all over the field. He, he almost had an interception. So, we had opportunities to pick off two or three passes. He dropped one. Forbes dropped one at the end. Shout out to Forbes. Yes, he didn't, you know, our two main corners were St. Juice and Fuller, but Forbes came in on passing downs, and he had an impact. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Forbes. Linebackers played okay. Jamin Davis started the game. He had that great play. So, overall, man, I, I loved what I saw out of the defense. The offense is going to take some work. Uh, but the good thing with the offense is that, as the year goes on, or as quarters go on, or as game reps go on for Sam Howell, you're going to see him get better and better and better and better. And that's all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for is growth. And if I see growth, I'll be fine. Now, that when he spun and got hit and fumbled and it became a scoop and score, I was pissed off because you can't do that. Like, just take the sack. There are times when Sam Howell will hold on to the ball for a little bit too long, trying to make a play. And I get it. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a gunslinger. He'll throw a pick, and he'll come out and throw a a touchdown. That's just who Sam Howell is. He's a gamer. Um, He ran the ball well. Um, Just overall, we played well. But, man, there were some things that I wish he could have done differently. But at the end of the day, he was resilient, and he did what he needed to do to get us this win. Ugly win. But like I said, guys, a win is a win. So, Let's go ahead and dive into this game. Hope you guys can see my screen. Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into this game, just for context. So, looking at the box score, let's go ahead and look at uh, Arizona first. Joshua Dobbs, 30 passes, attempted, completed 21 for 132 yards. But to be honest, he made some big throws, especially for a guy who just got on a team two weeks ago. He made some big throws. He was sacked three times, three big sacks by the commanders to really seal this game, especially in the second half. James Conner ran decent, 14 carries for 62 yards. I was thinking they should have ran the ball more. They were they were having some success running the ball. Mark uh, Hollywood Brown had that long run, and I'm so glad that Hollywood Brown was not able to get involved because I think Hollywood Brown is a pretty good uh, wide receiver, and I think that our, our uh, corners held their own against Hollywood Brown. So I'm excited for that. Rondell Moore had that one big play. So they, they hit us on, on a couple big plays. The 31-yarder by Rondell Moore, it was like a busted play. Like, who's guarding him, man? It was like nobody. So he had that. And then, of course, the 29-yard run by Mark uh, by Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Um, so that's that. Joshua Dobbs, he fumbled three times. He lost two. Um, so, like I said, 
the the fact that we fought, like we had three takeaways, right? We had three turnovers, and that set up Arizona for scoring a uh, uh, place pretty much, right? So that was pissing me off. And to be honest, if Antonio Gibson, which we're going to get into in a minute, if Antonio Gibson didn't fumble the ball, I honestly feel the commanders would have scored a touchdown. They had some momentum going. They were doing well. They gave Antonio Gibson the ball. He fumbles. I was pissed off. I don't know why Antonio Gibson continues to do that. I, and look, and to be honest, he can go. I'm sick and tired of Antonio Gibson. We can cut him at any moment. I really don't care whether he's on this team or not. Um. But, yeah, these boys were hitting, man. Shout out to Arizona. Uh, they sacked us, what, six times. They had six sacks. And that's a combination of them playing well and our offensive line being trash. Offensive line is trash. Like, you look at the Bengals, you can say, oh, the Bengals have the worst offensive line. It could be the commanders. There's no doubt in my mind that it could possibly be the commanders. Now, I saw somebody saying something about Terry McLaurin. Uh, he, was, he was only targeted, what? Terry McLaurin was targeted four times. Doesn't matter to me. As long as we won, that's all that I care about. If you look at the target share, Logan Thomas had eight targets. Could, should he have had eight targets? I would say no. But guess what? He was open. He wasn't doing any, anything special. He was just open. And I believe that he dropped three of those. So you catch four, you drop three, and one was just an incompletion. Logan Thomas was terrible. Um, he did make a few plays here and there, but overall, I'm sick and tired of Logan Thomas. He's one of those guys that can go at any given moment. Now, the biggest guy on the team in terms of receiving the ball was Curtis Samuel. Shout out to Curtis Samuel. Targeted five times, caught five receptions for 54 yards. And honestly, I thought on that long, big 32-yarder, I thought he was going to score. I mean, Curtis Samuel looked good. Shout out to him. He's disrespected. You hear all the great things about Jahan Dotson, all the great things about Terry McLaurin. Curtis Samuel is a baller. He's a gamer. On any other offense, he possibly gets about 100 yards uh, today. He's that good of a player. So you got to give Curtis Samuel his respect. He does great things out of the slot. So you can see that the middle of the field was open. Even Jahan Dotson was targeted. He was targeted seven times. He caught five receptions for 40 yards. There were times when Jahan Dotson looked like he was on his, well on his way to 10 receptions, 100 yards. That's how great of a game Jahan Dotson had. And I was excited about that. I was excited about that. Jahan Dotson has the chemistry with Sam Howell. And that's something that we got to talk about. It's a conversation that Washington fans are not ready to have. Jahan Dotson has a better rapport with Jahan Dotson than he does Terry McLaurin. Yes. Now, it is a small sample size. I understand that. But at the end of the day, rapport is rapport. Connection is connection. It just is what it is. Um, shout out to Brian Robinson, man. He's going to catch more passes this year than, than he did last year. The enemy loves to throw the ball to the running backs. And, yes, you can see that Antonio Gibson, you know, he had one target. He had one reception for 10 yards. And that was like later on when they felt like, you know what, let's give him one more chance. For this guy to carry the ball three times for nine yards and uh, a fumble, I am done with Antonio Gibson. Give those carries to Chris Rodriguez. We saw him get that tough one-yard run for a first down. You need more of Rodriguez. You need more of Brian Robinson. Yes, Antonio Gibson offers you a different skill set from what other uh, Washington backs uh, that we have on the roster. At the end of the day, look, if the team wanted to trade for Jonathan Taylor, I will not be upset one bit. I will not cry. I will not be mad. 
this offense needs a little bit more juice out of the running game. Brian Robinson, 19 carries for 59 yards, 3.1 yards per carry is unacceptable. We can't have that. We need more. We need you to be in the 4.2 to 4.5 range. I get it. You are a north and south type runner. You get the tough yards, the tough uh, 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 runs. But, man, your long was seven yards. You couldn't break away. We knew that, you know, Brian Robinson's a little slower. He's a power runner. But at the end of the day, we need more out of him. And I think we will get more out of him. I think that the Arizona Cardinals defense is better than what we're giving them credit for. And I want to see what they look like versus the Giants. Giants, they got smacked by Dallas yesterday. I hated that Dallas won, but I also love that the Giants lost. So I'm going to give you guys my NFC East ranking in just a minute because we got to keep track of what's going on in the NFC East. Every single day when I come on and do a, 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 a podcast, whether it's a victory pod, whether it's a, 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 a pregame pod, doesn't matter. We have to continue to see what's going on in the NFC East. That way we can kind of temper expectations. You can't say, oh, we're the best team in the – we played the Cardinals, man. We played the Cardinals, okay? The Eagles played a much better opponent in the Patriots. I was pulling for Mac Jones. Shout out to Mac Jones, man. 300-plus yards, three touchdowns. He is on my fantasy team, and he played well. I just wanted him to get that last touchdown to go ahead and uh, upset the uh, upset the Eagles. But it didn't happen. It just is what it is, man. It is what it is. Now, moving forward, back to what I was saying. Logan Thomas is slow. Curtis Samuel, he did great. Logan Thomas had a good game, but he's slow. He's just, he's just, we need more out of that tight end group. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he had a couple, a couple, a couple big plays. Uh, only targeted four times, caught two balls. Um, there's going to be better days ahead. It's going to be better days ahead. Uh, this was just not the matchup. And then it's, Sam Howell's second start ever. So you have to temper expectations in terms of receiving the ball. If Sam Howell is averaging 200 yards a game passing, how many yards do you expect Terry to have? Sam is going to accurately distribute the ball to whoever that's open. So I, I'm not mad at that. I care less what Terry what, what, what Terry's stats look like. Somebody said, oh, you paid him X amount of money. You paid him $19, $20 million a year. To, I don't care. A win is a win. Even in the Dallas game, Terry did catch a touchdown from Sam Howell. Sam is just going to hit you if you're open, okay? He's not going to force feed Terry like Taylor Heineke did last year. And that was one of Taylor Heineke's problems. He'll look, 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 look. He'll throw it up to Terry and pray that Terry catches it and that Terry saves him. With this offense and with Sam Howell, he's going to find the open guy. Whether if, if that's Curtis Samuel getting, getting 10 targets, then so let it be. If that's Logan Thomas, slowpoke Logan Thomas with barely good hands anymore, if he's the guy to get 10 targets, then it is what it is. He's going to find the open guy. And when he hits you, you need to be able to make the catch. Um, when you look at this group, right? So you got Cole Turner. He had that nice 17-yard reception. I, I love that. I can't wait until Cole Turner is the guy and no longer Logan Thomas. Antonio Gibson is going to be playing less and less and less. He's going to be literally used in passing situations only. And then you're praying that he holds the ball and doesn't fumble, but he does have that breakaway speed. He does have some playmaking ability. It's just that running through the middle is just not for Antonio Gibson. He's not a running back. He's a scat back. He's a receiver. He's a whatever you want to call it. He's not a running back. That experiment is over. The days of hoping that Antonio Gibson can be a weapon, those days are over. He's, he still might could be a weapon, but he's a guy that could be used as a receiver, and it's crazy. 
Antonio Gibson has great hands in terms of catching the ball out the backfield. But in terms of running the ball, it's the, it's like night and day. It's like Jacqueline Hyde. But the run game, I didn't like what I saw as a unit. Uh, Sam Howell was like, I, I mean, he was like the best runner for the team. He averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Curtis Samuel had that little uh, run as well. It's going to be a committee thing. So in fantasy, man, I will stay away from this Washington backfield. But I do think that as the season goes on, you're going to see Brian Robinson get more and more touches, especially depending on the matchup. Now, I do love the matchup next week versus the Denver Broncos. We're going to be getting back on like around Thursday doing a pre-game show. But for now, we're going to talk about this game. Let's look at what the team was able to do. So, of course, fumbles. Antonio Gibson, he lost the fumble, right, in scoring position. And that's what that's what you cannot do. Sam Howell fumbles the ball when he spins in his own end zone pretty much. They scoop, they score, they get a score. And, and, and I mean, I was highly upset. But you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. Defense did play lights out like they should versus a lesser opponent. Shout out to them. Shout out to Abdullah Anderson. I don't know much about him, but guess what? I'm going to learn more about him, and I'm going to share with the rest of the uh, squad. Like, if for, for those of you guys who know more about Abdullah Anderson, let me know in the comments section for those of you guys that are going to be watching the replay. I need to know. I don't know much about him. I'm willing to learn. Um, Cameron Curl, man, 10 tackles, man. Eight of those things were solo. One tackle for loss. One pass defense. He was lights out. If there's anybody that I can say that gets the defensive MVP for this team outside of Montez Sweat, I would possibly say Cameron Curl. He was that important. He was that instrumental to what we were able to do. Shout out to Damon Davis, Jamin Davis. He had a decent game. Uh, uh, one tackle for loss. Uh, Montez Sweat, five tackles for solo, 1.5 sacks, two tackles for loss. Quarterback hit. I mean, he was all over the place, and I believe he forced two fumbles, two fumbles. Um, Jonathan Allen, two tackles for loss. He also had a sack. And then uh, Abdullah Anderson had a half a sack, uh, a tackle for loss, and he had a fumble recovery. So shout out to Abdullah Anderson. Don't know much about you, but I'm going to learn about you. Uh, shout out to Deron Payne, man, for having a Deron Payne-type game. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen were wrecking havoc in the middle. Uh, Jeremy Reeves was lights out on special teams. Special teams was special, especially in coverage. Uh, Tressway out here pinning a, a ball a deep. Uh, Jeremy Reeves all over, gunning, doing everything that you needed him to do. That's why he's an all-pro out of that uh, um, out of, out, of, out of that position pretty much. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed the game, um, but I wasn't happy about how we won. I was just happy that we won. My tune has changed a little bit after sleeping last night. Uh, I mean, I was so hot and so pissed off. A name that I want you guys to keep an eye on is Cody Barton, man. I think he's going to get better and better and better as the season goes on. Derek Forrest almost had – a terrible play that could have led to a big play from the Cardinals. Uh, I need better performance out of Derek Forrest. Montez Sweat was solid. Kendall Fuller was lights out. Jamin Davis balled out. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice did some good things. Jonathan Allen balled out. Emmanuel Forbes, I'm loving what I'm seeing. He's only going to get better. Uh, as a unit, man, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tool, Tool, uh, this defensive line is still very, very good. So, 
uh, John Ridgeway, and the rest of these guys. So defense looked great. Defense did its job. Uh, kickoff return and Tony Gibson. And look, I was shocked that they put Antonio Gibson back out there at all. So he caught the pass, and then he also had that kickoff return for 21 yards. And even then, I was nervous. I was like, do not fumble. Jamison Crowder is back. He had three punts for 10 yards. Nothing fancy. He's back. I think he's going to give us a boost in the punt return game. And the team has now signed him back onto the active roster, and they have released William Bradley King. Poor William Bradley King, man. He's cut. He's elevated. He's, you know, he's, 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 you know, released. He's, he's possibly going to go back onto the practice squad. He's possibly, possibly going to stay there. And he needs to stay there for a guy like Chase Young, who is out until possibly week three is when we're expecting Chase Young to come back. Uh, let me see who we play week three. Let me see who we play week three. Give me a second. So week three, <laughs> we play the Bills. That's going to be a tough game. There's going to be a lot of Commanders fans going to that game. It's going to be a cool game, a fun game to go to. But at the same time, ouch. Uh, the Bills, let's see what the Bills look like tonight. You know, we know we have a, a pretty good defense that could be elite. I want to see us as we play better teams. So we're going to go from uh, Dobbs to Russell Wilson to Josh Allen. Let's see how we play as we're getting to play better quarterbacks, better quarterbacks. Through the season, we got a, a a nice little schedule, tough little schedule. After the Bills is the Eagles, man. These are two teams that are, I mean, tops in the league, right? Then you play the Bears, and you play the Falcons, then the Giants, then the Eagles. So I'm going to stop there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. These next eight games, I mean, these next seven games, man, Broncos, Bills, uh, Eagles. Uh, so you're going uh, to play Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, J Jalen Hurts. Jalen, uh, 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 Justin Fields, uh, Desmond Ritter. You got, um, what's his name again? Daniel Jones. So these are all guys that scramble. Think about it. Let's just, let's just look back. Russell Wilson can run with the ball, right? Josh Allen. We know what he brings to the table as a runner. <laughs> Jalen hurts twice. He runs with the ball. Fields is another one. Desmond Ritter is another one. And then last but not least, Daniel Jones. So, <laughs> this pass rush is going to have to tighten up. This pass rush is going to have to be even better because now you got guys that can break and collapse the pocket, take off, right? You got to have somebody containing. You got to like, so I'm excited for that next seven games in terms of like quarterbacks that we're going to be playing. Obviously, Fields didn't look great. Obviously, Daniel Jones didn't look great. Hopefully, they keep that same energy by the time they play us. But Fields, I mean, uh, Hurts did look great. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen, we don't know what he looks like today. So, um, and it's going to be a lot of uh, movement uh, for this team. But, but back to the box score, a few things I want to cover before we go ahead and end this thing. Uh, Sam Howell, 31 uh, attempts, 19 completions, one touchdown, one interception. The interception was tipped, right? So I don't put that on Sam. Now, the touchdown pass was beautiful. If you watch how Sam moved his body just to create enough space and just kind of threw that ball in there, had a, had a had nice touch, nice zip to it. So those are some of the positives, right? Now, him being sacked six times, every sack was not on the terrible offensive line. There was a few times that Sam held the ball a little bit too long, would try to do a little bit too much, then he got sacked. There are times when you have to throw the ball away. There are times when you have to roll out and just throw the ball away. But, you know, there are times that he did scramble, one being a touchdown and one being a, um, a six- or seven-yard play. 
So, with that being said, um, if I had to grade Sam Howell's performance, I'll give it a C. I'll give it a C. I would have given Sam a higher grade had he not fumbled and had that and had that fumble not turned into a score. I would have given Sam a higher grade, maybe a C plus. But I'm liking Sam. He's going to get better as the season progresses. All right. Uh, the shiny ones is in the building. He says, I didn't like the play calling. I didn't either. Uh, the enemy it did not oppress me at all with his play calling. There were times when you were supposed to run or be aggressive. I mean, it, it wasn't he wasn't aggressive enough. Now, closing the half was the most aggressive the enemy was the entire game. You know, he was he was able to move the ball, move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. And that's after the pick to then set us up for a field goal right before halftime. Other than that, so um, the shiny ones also says EB is uh, insulting Sam. He's to tell him to uh, sink or swim. Our foundation should be strong running game and Sam managing the game until it slows down for him. It, I feel you. I feel you. Sam should be managing the game, especially because, look, this is the only thing with Sam, right? Holding the ball too much, trying to do a little bit too much, right? If you have turnovers, you're going to be in trouble. So with this defense and with this special teams, especially having a weapon in a punter like Tress Way to pin these guys deep on a lot of different um, – insulate, insulate, insulate. Okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Insulate. My bad, my bad. So in terms of – so in terms of this team – and how the play calling is done and and and, and what the enemy's plans are. And you have to be able to take care of the ball. If Sam takes care of the ball, I really don't care what his stats look like. I really don't care what his pass attempts look like. If you can take care of the ball, limit your mistakes. And this defense getting two takeaways, when was the last time the commanders had two takeaways in a game? How many games last year did the commanders have multiple takeaways in? So already we're off to a good start in terms of takeaways. I'm like, I, I love it. I love it. You're going to need takeaways. You're going to need to give Sam Howell as much of a shorter field as possible. Right? So when you say game manage, run the ball, they couldn't run the ball. So they got to figure out something between running the ball, calling some better plays, got to get creative. And then when you have Sam in a, a position when it's third and two, third and four, third and six at best, Okay, then he can do something. But putting Sam in positions where it's third and 11, third and 20, I know that's not what you want. It's not what you want. So I'm glad that they have the confidence that, that Sam can do some things like they did right before the half. But at the same time, play calling was pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. The play calling, I did not enjoy it. But when you look at like the little things about details, you can see kind of like how the enemy has worked with people on paying attention to details. He's going to work with Sam to clean up. Some of these things where Sam needs to get the ball out quicker. Sam needs to move the ball. Let me see what uh Shiny One says. The Shiny One says, our offense should be like the 49ers. They know how to groom a young QB. I would say that. But also, the 49ers system is better than the commander's system offensively. Uh Brock Purdy right now is a better quarterback than Sam Howell right now. Now, that can flip. That can flip in the blink of an eye easily. Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson are on the same level, if not better, than Debo Samuel and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Now, 
fans of other teams like the 49ers will say, oh, you're crazy, Debo this. What has Debo done outside of that one great season where he ran the ball and caught the ball? Like, what has he done ever since then, right? Now, where the 49ers are better is the tight end and the running back. So you cannot compare the offenses because until you give me, let's say we had, if the commanders had a Jonathan Taylor, then we can kind of talk and we can kind of do some different things because CMC ran that long, what, 60-something yard touchdown. We don't have a guy on, the, on this offense that can break away for a long touchdown like that. On top of that, we don't have a tight end, the caliber of George Kittle, not only in the blocking game as well as the receiving game. If you put uh, uh, Logan Thomas, Cole, uh, Cole Turner, and, uh, and Bates together, you still will not come anywhere close to where George Kittle is right now. So that's a difference for me is – the run game and the tight ends are elite compared to what the commanders have. Yes, the quarterbacks are comparable. The wide receivers are comparable, but everything else is just like night and day. Shiny One says they ran for 184 yards against the Steelers. The run is a true uh, – they run a true West Coast offense. I don't know what we run. I don't know what we run as well. We run the Eric B. Enemy. Like, they say that B. Enemy does some things that he did in Kansas City is different. It's this and that. Like, I, I – Look, the offense that I saw yesterday compared to what the Kansas City Chiefs normally run, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw no creativity. Uh, everything else was like this basic. It was just like Jahan Dotson running, getting open, boom, catching the ball. Terry running open, get, you know, boom, cold turn. Everything was just scheming guys open. They catch the ball, and it was like really not a lot of yards after the catch. I mean, we had a few, but not like – the 49ers, like the 49ers, man, these guys are special. And not, not only that, man, it's like when you have a McCaffrey who's the best receiving, you know, running back in the league, and then you have a George Kittle who's a top three tight end in the league. So that offense is like so elite on so many different levels. They can kill you so many different ways. Debo can do a lot of the things that Curtis Samuel could do, but he can do it better. So it's just a better offense, better system. Better coaching, like you said, a true West Coast offense. I don't know what the commanders run, but it's the first game. Things are definitely going to get better. So, yeah, I'm excited for the growth. Uh, when I when I've gotten to sleep a little bit and just kind of like get like, you know, got my mind together. Right. It's all about thinking. Okay, what what can be done? What can be done to improve this offense? Right. Um, I mean, moving forward, I don't want to look into next year yet, but if we can find tight end help. As the season goes on, let's do that. If we can find running back help, because I was – somebody had a great point. They said, why not trade, you know, Antonio Gibson to a RB needy team and then, you know, you can sign a Kareem Hunt. I'll take a Kareem Hunt over Antonio Gibson right now. I will take Leonard Fournette over Antonio Gibson right now. Like that whole thing about Antonio Gibson being young and the upside – look, all that stuff is out the window. I'm sorry. Ball security is not there. I can't trust you. Uh, down the line, sometimes you need that mixture of different types of runs. Gibson has the potential to get longer runs. He's shiftier. He's He can get to the edges better than Brian Robinson. But at the end of the day, Brian Robinson, he turns out those yards. So you need the two contrasting styles. And then when you have a Kareem Hunt, he can do a little bit of everything. He can run inside, run outside. He's an excellent receiver. You get you a Kareem Hunt, you can do a lot of the things that you see a Christian McCaffrey doing. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that Kareem Hunt is, a, is an elite wide receiver in the league. 
wide wide receiver or a receiver back. He's one of the best receiving backs in the league. Even at this age, Kareem Hunt is still a gamer. He's still a baller. He's looking at all of the situations. He's looking at all the injuries that have transpired. So I don't know what happens, but to be honest, guys, we need as much help. We need as much upgrade. Anytime you can upgrade your team, I'm not upset. I am not upset one bit about any upgrades. I'm going to uh, play some sounds from the game, but I'm going to keep talking, man, uh, until I pull those those different clips up because I'm really interested to see what some of these post-game interviews were, um, what they're expecting. Now, shout out to the fans. One thing I can say is that the fans were rocking. The fans were on fire, and that's all you can kind of ask for. The fans did their job, and uh, that's all you can ask for. So so, I, so I'm excited about that. We're going to listen to Ron Rivera for just a little bit. I'm going to pull this thing up. I'm going to share my screen. And we're going to get this thing on and popping. Let's listen to Riverboat Ron. Somebody said that Riverboat Ron was plenty years ago. Um, but it is what it is, man. Ron Rivera, man. Sometimes you like him, sometimes you don't. Let's listen to what Ron Rivera is saying. Well, it's one of those things where you're never as bad as you think and never as good as you think. You know, there, there are some really good things that happened. There were some really good rhythm stuff that was on. Uh, and then there were some things that, that were just kind of like, ooh, why'd you do that? You know, so uh, I know he's uh, he spent uh, spent time this morning looking at the tape, sitting down with E.B. and, uh, and Tavita and, and, and Kenny and going over that, those things and just kind of get a little, uh, you know, corrections on those things. There, there were some really good things when he went through his, some of his progressions. You could see him uh, getting to his, his second and third read and getting the ball out in a timely fashion. Then there are other times where you saw him get off of one read maybe a little too quick. If he hesitated for a second, he might have seen it and then would have probably gone there. Um, but again, you know, he's, he's learning. He's learning the tempo of, of how to go through progressions. Um, you know, which he's good at, and it's just, you know, the process now lining up and doing it. Um, the idea of a quarterback knowing the clock in his head, knowing when to get rid of mm -hmm. the ball, seems like that's something he's still kind of working with. In your experience, like, is that something, is, is it different maturation for each quarterback, or how quickly does somebody typically kind of get past Well, that? I can't tell you typically, but I, I can say, you know, that, that some guys will probably pick it up quicker than others, and you know, again, he is a guy that, you know, only played his second start in the NFL, and, and you'd like to see him continue to just keep getting better and better, uh, which I believe he can. And with the sacks in general, I'm sure it's a mix of Sam doing what we just said and the offensive line, but I guess what did you kind of see on on those plays that you hope to correct going forward? Well, pretty much what you talked about. You know, there are a couple of things that for us, you know, we we, we, we missed a uh, protection. You know, we we – thought something was going to happen. And, and because of that, we came off a, a, a switch too soon. Um, and then we actually had one where we had a, a little foot traffic and one of our guys got tripped up. And then a couple times we, we probably should have gotten rid of the ball. And, and so it's a combination of things. It's all things that are correctable, all things that we, we should get better with and uh, we expect to get better with. Hey, Ron, do you feel like with um, Sam Howell, as you mentioned, only his second start ever in the NFL, learning a new offense under Eric Bieniemy, that you guys have to have some sort of patience when it comes to him while also knowing that you guys want to win now? Well, I think you have to have some patience with him. But, you know, again, in the back of your mind, you always do think about, you know, hey, we've got to do something to win. Um, but I think 
as you go through it and you progress it and you just know, you know, when, when certain things happen early on, you go, okay, we got it. We're doing it. We just got to get the rhythm going. And, uh, you know, we'll look at it and each game will have its own personality, its own characteristics as to how things flow. And we saw this um, in his first game against the Cowboys where he's able to um, bounce back, especially after a turnover. He did that again, especially being down at halftime a few points in a sold-out crowd. That could really easily get to a quarterback. What do you make of him being able to bounce back? And, of course, you guys coming away with the win in the end. Well, that's one of the resilience about him. You know, I think it is really kind of um, a little bit of a trademark of his, how tough he is. He is a tough young man. He took a couple of big shots yesterday. And one of the things he's got to learn is you, you can't leave yourself exposed like he did. And, and and he'll learn that, and hopefully he'll learn that quickly. Coach, I'm going to first apologize to the other reporters here because I have a couple of off-topic questions for you. Um, we know how important the fans are to the team, to the game, to the Legion Stadium. Um, any words of guidance that you can offer in your response to some of the viral videos that are being shared showing very violent brawl yesterday where Ooh. one gentleman is seen getting hit in the face multiple times. There's women fighting, kicking, hitting. Anything you'd say to just fan behavior overall? And oh, how wow. That, 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 is, that is kind of disappointing because, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, the tradition of, 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 of Washington football is, is, is true. I mean, it's, you know, you can go all the way back to the eighties when, when, when coach was here and, you know, and you just know that, you know, that's not, that's not what this fan base is about. This fan base is really, truly, uh, you know, an iconic one because of its past, its history and its tradition. And, and yeah, we, we just got to understand, you know, let's just treat each other the same way and just understand it's, it's all about, you know, enjoying the game and the atmosphere. It looks like from your reaction, you haven't seen any of these videos. No, I, I haven't. Um, um, can I also ask? So, guys, to be honest, I didn't even know about the fight. Like, And I think that Ron Rivera handled it perfectly. Um, I mean, what can you say? Like, what can you possibly say about a fight? Like, it, 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 you would hardly ever hear about Washington fans fighting in the stands. It's just not what we do. Not what we do. I think this fan base comes together better than any fan base in the league. Like, I've been to a game at FedEx, the cookout. I mean, I'm hanging out with people that I never met before. Hey, come grab your burger. Hey, come grab you some wings. This is like, it's, it's a family culture, you know, uh, going to these Washington games. And uh, to hear that, you know, you have some fans out there, you know, fighting in the stands. Like, that's just, that's unacceptable. Um, that I would say that's the only knock to the great day, the uh, the great atmosphere and the energy that the fans poured in. That's the only bad report that I've heard or just now hearing or, or seeing. Um, so I'm going to play a little bit of more of this Ron Rivera interview, and we'll continue on with the show. This is from my colleague who's covering the team. With all the violence that we've seen in D.C., the greater D.C. area, what responsibility, if any, do you believe the commander's brand has in serving as an example for the area you well, I think it is important that, that we do set a good example, as good examples we can with sportsmanship as much as we can on the football field and doing those things the right way. Um, and I, I think, you know, we, we do have a platform that we, we can use if, if we, you know, if we put ourselves in those, in those positive situations to set the example. Hey, Ron, uh, when you went back and looked at it, what did you kind of make of the shift in the fourth quarter to the run game? And is that something that you feel like can maybe prop up the offensive line and Sam as things start to come together here? Um, you know, in, 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 in talking to EB about it, you know, he felt there was an opportunity to grind it out and, and really, like you said, prop the offensive line, give them a chance to just load up and fire off and see what happens. 
Um, and it was one of those things, too, that, you know, if you can move the ball successfully in those situations and control the clock, you know, you, you increase your opportunities to win in, in, in certain situations. And I think that's some of the thinking that goes into it. All right, guys. So I'm going to go over some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly of this game. Let's stop sharing the screen for a minute. I'm going to go back and share my screen and show you guys how the fans are reacting to this uh, victory by the commanders. So some of the positives, right? Growth out of Sam Howell. Curtis Samuel, thank you for showing up. Montez Sweat, monster game playing for a new contract and showing that he should be the one that gets paid and not Chase Young. No, not to Chase Young. Montez is here. Chase is not. It is what it is. And we're just going to keep rocking out. So um, there's a possibility that the commanders can bring back Chase Young on a discount. Like we, we're we seeing what's happening with Chris Jones. We're seeing what's happening with Bosa. Chase Young is not on, on that level. And even if he was, he has not been healthy to get that kind of pay. So you can look at Chase Young getting that uh, uh, clowny-type deal where he can go somewhere else and just get one-year deals until he finally gets healthy. But I'm hoping that he comes back healthy this year and balls out. You cannot knock him for not being healthy. The doctor said he wasn't ready and for him not to have you know contact. So once he's ready to fully start having contact, it's going to take him a few games to get you know acclimated with the team again, and then hopefully Chase Young balls out for us. If this defense is already looking like this without Chase Young, it can only but look better with Chase Young. But, yeah, back to the positives. Of course, Montez Sweat, I said that. Uh, Cameron Curl, man, looked great running all over the place. Jamin Davis, man, he looked alive. Uh, um, it's good to see him out there making plays, okay? So that's a positive. Some of the negatives is the uh, us turn over the ball, you know, the fumbles, the Antonio Gibson fumble. Not only is that a, a, a negative, it's also a ugly. That and the Sam Howell fumble were the uglies of the game. <sighs> Gibson, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, man, get this guy off my team. One of the positives is that Dax Mill did not play. If you guys know me, you guys know I cannot stand a Dax Mill on my team. As bad as I couldn't stand Troy Acby. Hopefully, Jamison Crowder is the answer at the punt return position. If not, upgrade that position. We need some yards, uh, a return out of that punt return uh, position. Uh, so pretty much the uglies for me were the like were the two fumbles. Those were ugly. The interception I can live with because it was tipped. Wasn't great, but it was tipped. Um, like I said, positive. Sam Howell growing got better as the game went on. A Montez Sweat, monster game. Uh, Tress Way, another one of the positives. So we had some positives here. We had some negatives. Let's see what happens as we progress to Denver. But we're going to enjoy the win. It's an ugly win, but a win is a win. I'm going to share a few of um, the comments from the fans out there. Let me share my screen real quick. And then we'll close out the show. Hope you guys are enjoying the show thus far. Uh, please like, please subscribe, and please share. And um, so, yeah, Victory Monday. Of course, we had the legends out there at FedEx. It was good to see some faces back. Uh, it was good to see the fans out. I mean, it was just a good time. Just, just a great time. Just a great time. Legends, man. And, and you know, RG3 got that ovation, had his daughters with him. You know, Sam Howell, hype. 
with this touchdown right here. This touchdown literally seals the game. Um, that's one of my favorite moments in the entire game. He runs, throws the ball off the off the thing, and he's just excited. As excited could be. And that was one of my favorite parts of the entire game. Uh, with the DMV, uh, social media is funny. They post good night. I mean, we didn't really do much to be posting and to be so excited about this win. But, like, hey, a win is a win, man. You know, this 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 pick right here I did like. Tressway, Jeremy Reeves, members only, special teams, guys. Uh, just great, great, great stuff right there. Uh, you got Magic Johnson in the building, you know, having a good time. It's good to have Magic in the building, man. It's good to have Magic in the building. I'm glad that Magic is a part of what we got going. Um Here's a celebration right here. You can see Reeves excited. Um, you got your boy uh, uh, Payne, who had a great game, man. I'm so glad that we paid Payne, and I'm so glad that we paid Jonathan Allen. And I'm going to be even more glad when we sign Montez Sweat again and figure out the, like the whole Chase Young situation. As like these things take care of itself, just get out there in the field, play ball, and everything else kind of pretty much takes care of itself. So, um, we'll see, man. Denver, Denver's gonna be the big test. I try not to think too much ahead, but the game is over with, you know. The game is over with. Um, we saw the NFC East have, have its ups and downs. Uh, we saw um, the Giants not score and then daniel jones looked crazy when daniel jones looked so bad it made me feel better about sam howell because i was i was tough on sam howell i was tough on sam howell on sunday i'm not gonna lie i said all kinds of stuff about sam howell but then after seeing daniel jones i said oh my goodness I am grateful for Sam Howell. Obviously, they're playing a much, much, much better improved Dallas defense, and Dallas looks great right now. As of today, the rankings are Dallas is number one, the Eagles are number two, the Commanders are number three, and then the Giants are number four. Do you guys agree with that ranking? Let me know in the comment section for those of you guys that are going to be watching the replay. I need to know. Uh, so Montez Sweat, like I said, monster game, 1.5 sacks, two forced fumbles, five total tackles, two tackles for loss. That's just about a, a great of a game as you could have, man. Uh, yeah, Montez Sweat is getting paid. He's getting paid. He's getting that bread. He's getting that bread. Uh, let me see. So here is the uh, locker room huddle with Ron Rivera. Let's just hear this speech right now. <laughs> Jack Del Rio for that. Yes, sir. 
just getting started, guys. Get, we're just getting started. We've got the makings of a team that can do whatever it decides it wants to. I, I love the way we're working, man. Just keep working. we got each other's back. Right. OD, special teams, all, all three right. things, man. Yes, sir. Come on, whatever sir. we need to do, right? Yes, sir. All right. I appreciate y'all. Bring it Team on two. One, two, three. All right, all right, all right, all right. I don't know about you guys, but that kind of made me a little hype. You know, it made me a little hype. These look when you win and you hear these guys in the locker room talking about you know this and that. Look, that made me feel good, and I'm glad that um, defensive coach did get a, a game ball, Jack Del Rio. He, he look, he had a great, he had a great game plan, and it was to get out there and destroy these Cardinals, get out there and destroy Dobbs, and they did exactly what they said they were going to do. So you can't be mad at this defense. Now, look, listening to that uh, 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 huddle in the locker room had me hyped. It had me hyped. Then for Montez Sweat to, to, to rise up and get into the top 10 in sacks, that's huge. That's huge. You got to give him his credit. Montez Sweat is getting paid. Matter of fact, pay the man right now. Pay the man right now. Quit playing around. Pay the man. He's showing that he should get paid. Let's see what it looks like in Denver now. But Montez Sweat is off to a great start. This is exactly what I was looking for out of a Montez Sweat-led uh, defensive line, especially with no Chase Young on the other side. Montez is showing that, hey, man, he's a gamer. He's ready to play. When you force two fumbles and both are recovered, that's huge. That's as big as any interception. But we never look at a, a fumble force as how we look at an interception. It's huge. It's massive. So I'm glad that he was able to do that. Um, let's look at some more videos before I close this thing out. All right, we got the owner walking off. He's excited. This new owner looks like an owner who is happy to be, you know what I'm saying? He's good. He's excited. He's happy to be part of this franchise. And I'm happy to have him here, man. As long as Daniel Snyder is gone, that's the biggest, like that's that's the biggest victory, man. A lot of us have has already have our had our victory already with uh with uh what's his name not being there. It's just, I mean, it's it's crazy. So here's one of the craziest plays of the game, which was done by the special teams. I'm gonna pause this thing, make this thing big, play this thing, trust way as a weapon. I talked about him early on in the show. Here is Trust Way. The house for Arizona. Way will get it away. Final seconds ticking away. I don't know why you don't maybe potentially fair catch that if you're Dorch to try to stop the clock. But after all that, the new era of Commander football begins with a win in Landover. Like I said, y'all, man, Trust Way is one of a kind, man. One of a kind, all pro. Um, he's, he's, I mean, he is him. He's him. He's him. Uh, he's special. Reeves is all over the place. You can see Dayami Brown in there on the tackle as well. Shout out to number two. So you got to be able to play multiple phases of football, and you need all three. But back to the DMV, posting things like this on to the next. Man, look, I get it. Enjoy the win. But, man, that is hilarious. So on this clip right here, the, the caption says, can't hear anything right now, by the way. So let's let's just give the uh like the fans a shout out man once again for being loud for being present and for bringing that energy that we love at FedEx for just bringing uh, uh the fun back to football first of all by the ownership like new ownership 
and then as well as the fans showing up, we were we were always sick and tired of like other teams buying out tickets and other teams showing up to our stadium. Now we are the ones that are showing up. Uh, so that's exciting stuff right here. Here's a clip. Here's Dobbs looking deep for Wilson, and it's broken up by the rookie Forbes. It is Washington football. All right, so I didn't do this clip no justice. I'm going to turn it up all the way. I want you guys to really, really hear this crowd. Here's Dobbs looking deep for Wilson, and it's broken up by the rookie Forbes. It is Washington football. So I figured that that, that you guys were, were able to hear it better this time around. So, yeah, man, uh, overall great game. Let me look at what fans are saying real quick before I log off, man. I'm just having a good time with y'all. I'm just having a good time uh, doing this pod right now. So let's look at what the fans are saying. Let's 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 just look. The latest. Okay, so one fan is saying elite ball placement. So this is a fan that happens to be at the game, and this is a great angle right here on Sam Howell on how he was able to place his ball. If you really look at it, man, he fit it through a tight window. Like you, you get to appreciate this touchdown even more, seeing it from a fan's point of view and seeing it from this angle. I know he's up here in the stands, but at the same time, you can kind of see how he fit that ball between literally four defenders. That's pretty impressive by Sam Howell. I love it. Uh, let's see what else the fans are saying right now. Uh, Mark Bullock, he says, it was an excellent pickup by Samuel Cosme. D.E. Bates uh, Leno uh, to commit at at uh, LT to commit, then drop, then drops into coverage. LG Charles and Gates occupied by the DTs, leaving LB free to rush inside. Fantastic awareness by Cosme to spot it and slide across and pick it up. Let's go ahead and look at this play. Solid stuff, and it resulted into a first down. Yeah, shout out to uh, shout out. Look, if this offensive line can just come together, man, then we, we can have something on offense. It, it just all starts with the offensive line, to be honest. So, here's another. Uh, hey, you guys go follow uh, follow Jamal, has a great podcast, Trapper Dive podcast. Shout out to him, he breaks down this play right here. Since the commanders got flagged. For a OPI on this play, the Cardinals are sitting in a cover two and left the flats completely vacant off the jump, yet Bates gets flagged for contact. He didn't even initiate. This was a terrible call. Let's take a look at the play. All right, so where is the – look. He gets the flag. John Bates is right here. He gets the flag, 87, but it's like, where, where's the offensive pass interference? I don't know. I don't know. It just is what it is. Sometimes the refs miss calls. Uh, it just is what it is. Um, Sadiq Charles. So here's another play right here. It says, Sadiq Charles was out headhunting yesterday, um, always looking for work, ready to help um, help out others. DEs took some punishment from him when he was free to help. Let's go ahead and look at this play right here. Sadiq Charles, number 77. Boom! Look at that hit. I love it. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and sometimes when these offensive linemen, when they when they when they did actually step up, uh, it resulted to like great things. City Charles again. <laughs> I mean, when he look when our O line steps up, it's a first down, it's a touchdown, it's things of that nature. So yeah, this offensive line needs to step up even more. Uh, let me see what the people are saying. Uh, man, let me see the latest. Let's see, let's see, let's see. A win against the Commanders is very unmoving. Let's see, let's see. You know, you're going to have those people that talk negative. I was excited uh, for football until I realized I had to deal with this fan base. And then this guy says, oh, we forgot how bad it could get. Watch the uh, flip next week, though, because it's just how it goes. Says a win against the Commanders is very unmoving. Okay, got the negative, all right. Uh, it says here, fix it, commanders. You know, it's <laughs> you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have the fans that are are you know negative. So you know they got this right here, uh, Kane and uh, was Undertaker. It says Giants is here, and then they have you know commanders in a, in a dumpster. It is what it is, man. Haters gonna hate, but um, yeah, I love I love my crew. I love my uh. Mike Brown says, great show. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Got a few more things to show, man. I don't want to end this stream. I'm having such a good time. Uh, I haven't been able to stream as consistent as I used to be. But, man, I, I, look, I'm loving it. Let's see. One of the big, one of the, one of the best losing teams, Washington Commanders, maybe they can have a win streak like uh, under George Allen or Joe Gibbs. You know, it, look, the fans are having mixed feelings right now. You know what I'm saying? Some people like to win. Some people don't like to win. Um, it just is what it is. It says the Giants will finish behind the commanders. That I can agree upon after what I just saw. But then again, I want to see the Giants versus the same Cardinals next week before I make that take. Um, so yeah, this is the awful, awful picture of the brawl. Uh man, unacceptable. I don't like to see it. And this guy's wearing a Ravens jersey. It looks like a Ravens jersey. It looks like he has something to say. It says, dude in the Ray Lewis jersey. Eats half of a dozen punches from a Washington Commanders fan in the brawl. I'm not going to click on the video. I don't promote violence on this channel. Neither do I promote violence on our podcast. But it just is what it is. Fans, let's do better. Uh, let's not be in the news for things such as that. Uh, let's see. It's been more than 24 hours, and I still have not seen one highlight or mention of the Commanders versus Cardinals game day. Yay day. It just is what it is, man. Haters are going to hate. Uh, the Commanders jersey in the back. <laughs> Oh Lord! The, the, so they're baptizing the kid, and the guy has on a commander's jersey. It's probably one of those things where it's, uh, you know, NFL Sunday wear whatever you want to wear. So it is, it is what it is, man. I look, I, I don't judge people on what they wear to church. I, I mean, come as you are, right? Just wear whatever you want to wear. Um, let me see. Says so somebody tell Eric Bieniemy, Cole Turner's the real tight end one, please. That's a take that I can agree with. Bleeding burgundy and gold, I'm with you. Somebody says respect Logan. It's not about respecting Logan, man. Like, my eyes were working, okay? My eyes worked, and I saw Logan Thomas drop at least three passes, including one that was tipped. So, yeah, it just is what it is, man. But great win, victory Monday. The commanders beat uh, these guys. Uh, it was a tough, tough uh, uh, game to watch, but it is what it is. Man, I got my guy, Jerry, in the building, man. What's good? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. 
Please like, please subscribe. Please share the Commanders win. My guy Jerry's a big Dallas Cowboys fan, so right now he's talking his talk. He's excited about uh, his uh, Dallas Cowboys. But, uh, Jerry, we definitely got to get together, go to a sports bar when the Commanders play the Cowboys. I'm looking forward to that matchup. But, um, guys, this is the end of the show, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Victory Monday. Let's enjoy this win. A win is a win. Uh, even ugly wins. Ugly wins matter. Ugly wins do matter. Um, this audio will be on the Talking Commanders with Manny podcast by tomorrow. So, so for those of you guys that are on YouTube, you guys get to get it right now live and direct. Um, those on Newsbreak, appreciate you guys uh, for rocking with me. Uh, those of you guys on uh, Twitter and everywhere else, appreciate you guys. This is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Let me see what Jerry's saying. It says, for my uh, for sure, my brother. Love them boys. We will get together. Most definitely. Most definitely. We will definitely get together. All right, guys. Hail to the Washington Commanders, man. Let's get it. I am definitely going to get my first Commanders gear. I love my Washington Redskins gear so much, but I will be getting my first Commanders gear. Catch you guys on the next episode, y'all. I'm out. Peace.